In a world full of movie podcasts, here is one more. Welcome to Defend Your Movie with Sean Donnelly. The time has come again The champion must Everybody, and welcome to another edition of Defend Your Movie. I am one of your hosts, Sean Donnelly, joined by my co-host, Andy Fiore. Andy Fiore! <laughs> hey, everybody. Good to be back. Good to be back. We were sorry we took a hiatus weekend. A week? We, week. Uh, we, we just had one, one week of no show. We apologize for that. Uh, but now we're back, and uh, we're excited. Uh, we, we are dealing with the weather here in New York. Oof. It's our first snowfall, which kind of seems early, I November think. 15th, November 15th. If we're 15th. pulling back the curtain, we release this tomorrow. But It's so funny, too, because I was watching, as it's snowing, with my roommate, Robert Dean, who's a very funny comic, we're watching uh, Dual, Dual Survivor, no, Dual, um, whatever it's called. It's like two guys surviving in the wilderness on Discovery Channel. Yeah, like Naked and Afraid. Like dual and Survive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But one of the guys is like a normal like wilderness guy, and the other one is just like this hippie guy with braids that's like appropriating Native American culture, <laughs> and he just like I th- maybe he's Native American I don't know, but he like he wants he has all these he's obsessed with poop he just constantly is talking about different animals poop and the nutrients you can get from it and all this like there's a scene in the, where they're in like. The, the the planes of something, and he's like, oh, elephant poop. And he starts picking this fruit <laughs> that doesn't get digested out of elephant poop and eating it. It's, def- it's disgusting. Yeah, but so as we're man. watching, we watched one episode that was like in the, like, uh, like the planes of – I think it was one – I forget what state it was. But – and they were like showing you how to survive in the planes. And then I walked outside. I'm like, thank God I watched this so I could survive the New York, <laughs> yeah, yeah. The New York stone. But I said to Robert, I was like, they should have a New York <laughs> version of this. Yeah, that is like because they're like you can get you can uh, you get ocean water and um, condensate it, you know, like, yeah, like desalinate it. it. Yeah, yeah, exactly, desalinate it. And I'm like, if you go like how to survive in New York like during yeah. a parade, and then you're just like, if you don't <laughs> see food for a while. Look for a dollar pizza spot. Look for a mozzarella. <laughs> Dude, that is funny you mentioned that too because sometimes and I did this a lot more when I first moved to the city. I will walk down New York City streets and sometimes I'll be like. If I'm ever homeless, that's a great spot. That's a good spot. Oh, uh, where know? to look? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And then, yeah, sometimes you see homeless people that are really good at being homeless. Yeah. Like guys that have their home set up and they're underneath a thing and they have like they have a little camp out right. section with other people. And I feel like that's the best way. Like over in the West Village, they have a bunch of those, right? Yeah, maybe put that work. Uh... But then you have some people that just, just sat where they were, just laid <laughs> down where they were. And, and a couple times I was like, are you dead? Like, I think you're dead. Like, I've I, had some close calls before where I was like, yeah, don't know. I had one right by here in Alphabet City one uh, time. East Village is big. Yeah, it's big. Where the guy was halfway on the sidewalk, halfway off, just sprawled out, like <laughs> drunk. I, and I'm like, yeah. he's dead. I thought he was dead. I'm like, he's dead. Yeah. And uh, uh, to the point where a group of people, we, we all congregated. Should we do like, something? Should we yeah. do something? So I called the-, the Poke him with a stick. I called 911. Yeah, poke him with a stick. Called 911. And then I'm like, oh, we're heroes. We, we are going to save yeah, yeah. This, this almost dead guy. And then sure enough, they show up, the ambulance, and they walk out and they look at him. They take one look at him. They go, Phil, ah! what are you? 
what are you doing, Phil? Get up. And then he's not getting up. And I'm like, no, man, he's dead. They're like, he's not dead. It's just Phil. It's just Phil. He plays possum real good. Yeah, and he goes, come on, man. Come on, man. And I don't know. He goes, whatever. And he just gets up and walks away. And oh, like, my God. Are you kidding me? They I'm like, we were so him. worried about you, Phil, you idiot. <laughs> Like don't at least get a, some style to how you plop yourself down. Like don't do no, halfway don't think... off the st- sidewalk, halfway on. That's the level of drunk or druggedness. I mean. Oh yeah, no, I know. You have to be. Think about how zonked out you have to I've be. I've been pretty zonked before. Me too, but I've never been like. And I've I'm gonna, made it home. I've never lied like a dead person in the street. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of New York City, I think you, I have that 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 beacon on me of like. I'm, I'm, I know not to get in the ground, no matter how drunk right, I am. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh, a girl I date off and on again uh, a couple months ago, maybe longer than that, called me late one night. Uh, we were you know, we'd out to, we were out together, but we weren't going home together yet. We were kind of sleeping out, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Calls me. I am literally pulling up to my house in a cab. She goes, hey, so I'm at home, but there was like this really drunk kid. And he was just, like, dead outside my building. I'm like, okay. She's like, so I brought him inside. Oh, I'm no. Like, We're, like, in the hallway, like, in your vestibule, like, in the doorway. In She's like, apartment? he's sleeping in my bed right now. I'm oh, like, what are you, what are, are, you are you insane? She goes, would you come over and, like, pretend? Oh, my God. I go, yeah, I guess I have to. I mean, not only would I, I mean, yeah, I would have done it, but, like, imagine if I, the guilt trip, if this guy. Of course. I got there and started screaming at him. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing, dude? He turned out to be, like, this college kid from Ohio. I eventually woke him up and, like, got him out of there. I'm like, I don't care who he is. Get him the fuck out of here. Yeah, I know right. that might sound insensitive, but by the time we woke him up, we gave him a water, and he was like, ah, oh, my fucking friends, and he was fine. Like, we put him in a cab. Yeah, right. But I was just like, and also, you can't he'll go be around. fine. But, like, she was like, if you saw him dead on the sidewalk, I'm like, you step over him. Call the cops. Yeah. You don't fucking give him a home. No. Cook him breakfast. You know what? That's the other thing about And I'm all for, I I am a big proponent of quality. (laughs) But if you're a 90-pound girl, please don't do that. Yes. Please don't do that and then call for help. Like, either handle it yourself, you know, or just don't do it. Like, (laughs) you have to have some kind of street smarts here. Yeah. Oh my god, that's crazy! Can you imagine? So, oh my god, New York City, folks. New York, only, only in New <laughs> York. City in the world. Am I right? The city's so nice they named it twice. <laughs> um, uh, did you see any movies? This I did. Week? I watched uh, since we've been gone. We were off two weeks now, so I watched not as many as I thought. Just two uh, in the since we last. What did you watch? Uh, Ocean's Eight. How was it? Okay. Yeah, it was decent. obviously the female version of Ocean's fr- franchise. Right. Uh, 11, Speaking 12, of 13. equality, yes, exactly. Um, Do you think there was anybody out there that, that heard the title and was like, "Why does it have to be Ocean's yeah. Eight? <laughs> well, yeah. two thirds of what yeah. meant, you know. <laughs> I don't even know if that math works. I don't think it does, but okay, it might. I don't know. It was fine. It was uh, entertaining. Uh, you know, those those heist movies are fun because it's like they're clever. In the way they put together the heist and the tricks and the trades and the gadgets they have. Well, I'll tell you right now, the reason why it has to it has a big thing to live up to because the Ocean's Eleven with Clooney and those guys. I love. It's amazing. I can rewatch all and the time. It's it's better than the Sinatra one. Yeah, like, I don't oh, think by far. I think that is like this weird like opinion that is is just a general opinion in, yeah. in, in film, but nobody brings it up because they're like you want yeah, to sound uncool such an icon. by right, right. saying that. You know? No, I'll say it. It's much better. It's much better. Yeah. Um, but the only good thing about the first one is was the cast. The whole rest of the movie was like whatever. Okay, so the cast was really fun in uh, Ocean's Eight. It had Anne Hathaway, it had Sandra Aquafina. Bullock's kind of. Uh, she's Danny Ocean's sister. She's an Ocean. Is how they. Oh, uh, Sa- Sandra Bullock. Sandra Bullock. She's uh, 
Dana Ocean or whatever. And uh, yeah, really good cast. And uh, like I said, I was entertained the whole time. I didn't like love it, but it was a cool heist movie. The in cool the end. they had that same that same uh, plot system where it was like. Um, Everything ties in, like that kind of thing. Where uh-huh, you're like, hundred percent. Yeah, that, I love that yeah, stuff. I love it's that cool because yeah, it makes it a uh, surprise at the yeah. end, and they have a person who has a job for everything. They have the electronic, the hacker. You know the uh, yeah. Was Aquafina the hacker? Aquafina was not the hacker. It was Rihanna? She the hacker? was uh, Rihanna was the hacker. Yeah. Aquafina was. Uh, I don't know what she was. She was the Asian. <laughs> I don't know how. Whatever. Holy shit. <laughs> We're going to get a lot of letters this week on this show. I know you can cut that This, part this is out. really becoming a real alt-right radio show. <laughs> I just, for lack of a better job. What do you think this is? The Kumia what Network? What's her job title? Uh, something with math. I don't know. Uh, what was the other movie you saw? Uh, Sorry to Bother You. Which oh, how was it? I didn't like it. People loved it. I know. and I We was have friends of, that are in it. Yeah. Well, Jermaine Fowler. Jermaine Fowler's got a pretty sizable part. And yeah. I was excited to see Jermaine, but um, yeah, I just it was a little. It gets crazy meta, and it just wasn't for me. I can see why people would jizz over it. You know, it like, didn't have like it, a Charlie Kaufman vibe to it. It kind of did, but uh, it's like almost like fantasy. It, it gets yeah, it's, it gets cartoonish and fantasy. I mean, it goes off the rails. Yeah, to the point where I was like, all right. And uh, but I like the um, I, I don't remember his name. I like the actor who was the, uh, the he's thing. oh. I forget his name too. Um, yeah, he's in Atlanta, and I really enjoy him in Atlanta. I like Atlanta a lot, and uh, Atlanta's amazing. Yeah, really great show, and he's really good in it, and he carries the whole movie. It just wasn't for me. I just didn't love it. Like, and I think it got maybe a little hyped for me because everybody's like, "I love it." You know? Yeah, yeah, it got really hyped up. So the only thing I did that I remember because I had I did watch some other movie. I forget what it was, but I forget what it, I forgot the title. But um, I watched a portion of Baby Driver when I was away. Okay. And I remember seeing, that's one of those movies that the trailer looked awesome. Yeah. And then you see the movie and you're like, first off, Kevin Spacey's in it. Yeah. It was, it was pre-Kevin Spacey yeah. being banned from Hollywood. I know. Uh, and I don't, you know, I watched it still and yeah, who yeah. cares. But uh, it, well, I see why people didn't like it. It's like not I, I good. Thought, I liked it. Oh, you did like yeah. it? Really? Uh-huh. You weren't, what, Jamie Foxx didn't annoy the shit out of you in that movie? No. And he usually does. Really? Yeah. See, I'm, I think I'm at the point where I'm like done with Jamie Foxx. Yeah, I can see that. I, you know, I, I completely understand that. You know what I mean? Like, I can't, I, especially with this movie. I'm like, there's, he's not even like Jamie Foxx. I'm not saying he's a bad actor, but he's a bad actor in Baby Driver. I don't remember it well enough. I watched it a while ago now, also, but I, they, I liked it. They make him like this over the top aggressive like criminal character, and I'm like, yeah, you're not pulling this off. Mm. Like, it's like this weird thing where he's just. It's almost like he's evil. Like there's we. It's like unnecessarily yeah. evil. Like there's all right. I'm gonna spoil one thing about it. Like one, the, the part that I saw. There's a portion where the guy, the other one of the dudes on the crew, is the Asian guy on the crew. Mm-hmm. He screws up. He leaves his shotgun back in one of the the, sw- the cars they switched from. Yeah. To get away, one of the getaway cars, and you don't think anything of it. But then the next, the baby driver shows up the next meeting, and then he's like, "Where's so and so?" And he's like. And Jamie Foxx, like, really over the top and, like, really broadly active is like, oh, him? You don't have to worry about him no more. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, are you on a soap opera? What right. are you doing? And then it turns out, like, they just murdered this dude for leaving the shotgun back. Yeah, and I'm yeah. like, yeesh. I'm like, you know, I'm like, so which one is it? The crew? So they're just, they murdered this guy. So, like, 
are you rooting for the crew or is it like you know what I'm saying? Like okay. I didn't watch the whole movie, but that like that turned me off. I was like, yeah, when, I see when, it. when you usually have a crew of guys in a heist movie like this, they're like they're like together. Like maybe you have a whole scene where one of the guys wants to kill him for doing it, uh-huh. and the other one's like, no man, we're a crew, we do this together. <laughs> like that's what I'd rather see. But yeah. like. It was weird, like, and then and then he's walking back with Kevin Spacey in the car, and like the dude's body is just like his blood just pouring out of the trunk. And I'm like, right. this just seemed unnecessary to me. Like, it didn't seem like I'm like, I wasn't like, oh man, that's a pretty cool twist, mm-hmm. or that's a pretty cool character, that's pretty cool. You know, it was nothing like that. I was just like, oh, this is just kind of dumb. Yeah, but you liked it a lot. I liked that a lot. I thought it was again an entertaining yeah. movie. Sometimes that's just all I need. Like, landed home one time. Just watching them. Yeah, know, I was like in a, a hotel popcorn room. Popcorn flick is the, I guess. Popcorn you know? flick, yeah. I was in a hotel room just watching it. It was on. I'm like, oh, this is Baby Driver. That's that perfect for that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I, it took me out of it. Like, Jamie Foxx took me out of it. It did. That was a little hyped up, too, if I remember. What, a lot being of it. in it? No, the whole movie, Baby Driver. It was. You know? It was hailed as like this amazing, yeah. like, word of mouth. People were like, oh my God, baby. Half the <laughs> people hated it, half the people loved it. That was like yeah. one of those kind of things. I did just watch the uh, final season of House of Cards without Spacey. And uh, they, may, they write him out real quick. Real quick. He, real he, quick. He, yeah, you can tell I people. I won't uh, spoil it anymore because uh, okay. it just came out. But uh, I saw the first yeah, episode. There is very little mention of him. I mean, they... Build it up as you know. First uh, episode, they mention him a couple times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They have and then to they, address they make, it. But. And they actually, there's a really great thing they do with a callback to something he did, but yes. they switch it. Yeah, yeah. Think of the bird. Yep. Yeah, yep. yeah. That's actually, I think that was pretty good writing. Yeah, yeah. No, it's an entertaining and, show, man. And she carries the show. Like she's good. Yeah. Like her character's pretty freaking ruthless. Yeah, yeah. And really fun to watch. What a breaking the fourth wall in the season though more oh, than really? i think ever they're like well she just that's called uh <laughs> last minute let's here's, like uh this was we a, need a line we need a line yeah, yeah. just talk to the camera yeah <laughs> that's called uh this was a spacey scene but now <laughs> it's a narration scene um <laughs> that's funny two rips this week stan lee stan lee is dead created a movie world without probably meaning to yeah. You know, obviously we all know his he comic. He created a whole universe. Yeah, universe is a better word. Uh, were you a, are you a big comic book guy? No, but no. I I watch those movies and I think I enjoy them yeah. to the level I can without like being a comic book guy. Yeah, like we have friends that like yeah. Die hard. probably took it really hard because he's almost like he's like almost responsible for their existence. Right. You know what I mean? Like Mike There's, Lawrence. Like, yeah. I'm sure he like had a Still in Stanley stuffed animal and he yeah. stuffed Stuff Stanley in his bed, <laughs> but like, and also Greg, Greg Stone. Greg, too, right? I, was, I was at Greg's house that day. Oh, was he all right? He was surrounded by all his action figures. <laughs> <laughs> you just made that sound like an obituary. Right now. <laughs> You'd be like, uh, Greg Stone. He died in his apartment, surrounded by his loved ones and action figures. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what was the other IP? The right. other one. It was kind of a. a, a... It was way lesser known one. Spike Lee, which is kind of ironic. Uh, No. Actually, did you see that? Some newspaper in the middle of the country had this picture of Stanley, but it said Spike Lee has died. Oh, the picture would have been better (laughs) reverse. Stanley dies. It's a picture of a black guy. Uh, Douglas Rain, who was the voice of HAL 9000 in Ah, 2001. Space Odyssey. That's right, Which leads us. Which leads us to what? Right into our big Defend Your Movie um, topic of the day, which I'm so excited for. Oh, because the director-wise? The director. Do you want to see what the connection is so you can announce the movies? The uh, director of 2001 A Space Odyssey, Stanley Kubrick, Yep. also directed my defending movie today, 
Full Metal Jacket. And Francis Ford Coppola directed my pick of the day, Apocalypse Now. Yes, in the, honor of Veterans Day. In honor of the, Veterans uh, Day, we're doing these movies. A couple war uh, movies. I had, my dad was, if you're just in the military, you're a veteran, right? I believe like, my so. My dad never went to Vietnam, but he was in the Marines. Oh, yeah. In the Marine Reserves. Yes. So, but this, he said the only thing he had to do was, there was a mail strike. He never went to Vietnam. He just... <laughs> There was a mail strike. They had, they had to deliver mail for like a weekend. And that was well, it. my old ass dad is a Army World War II veteran. Holy shit! <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. It's a true dad. story. Served in 1945. Wow. Yeah, in Burma, which we now know today is Myanmar. Yeah, <laughs> it's not <laughs> even. <laughs> that Wait. So did he? And does he, does he even talk to you about World War II? Oh, yeah. He's pretty open about it. He was in an engineering corps. He's a, he was a mechanical engineer his whole life, and he went to college for like a year. Uh, Your dad's like a real serious guy, right? No, no, no. Oh, he's not. Okay. Very happy guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Not very serious at all. But so when he, was he like working on the planes while they were in battle? Like, before oh, they no. Their, what their job, they would like, uh, like, it was more civil engineering stuff where they would like build bridges and dig ditches and tunnels. Oh. Yeah. They, a lot of what his stories, they were like, Well, we, that sounds more dangerous than fighting because yeah, you're going before. You've got to like, have somebody watch your back while you're building shit. Yeah, they built like all the in-country the bridges and stuff. Yeah, infrastructure. Perfect. Wow. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty insane. Did yeah. he say he like, like cheated death? No, I, no, he never at least told me anything yeah, like yeah. that. But he's has some crazy stories of just like his platoon mates and uh, – Jungle, like he's like I. There was a cobra, like a li- actual cobra, just like right next to us, and we all just like tiptoed away, and just and like the cobra just watched them go and ran. Holy yeah, shit! Where I was like, and it, just insane stories like that. Wow, that's pretty cool. Yeah, so I he some, went to boot camp. My, my, my dad went to boot camp in the same place as I think they filmed it in Paris Island. Yes, Full Metal Jacket. Yes, and that's where he went to boot uh-huh. camp. And I think, and I think I remember talking to my dad when he was still alive about how. It was. It's a pretty. It's a really fair representation of what boot camp is. Yeah, I think it's the most accurate because. Well, I'm going to start off. Okay. I just complimented your movie, and I do like both <laughs> movies. But I'll tell you right now, the the biggest critique of your pick of the day is uh-huh. it's like two movies, which could be sure. cool. But the first half is the better. They falls off the cliff after the first. Uh, maybe I don't think so. Uh, so. To pull back the curtain a little bit, when we text each other and our producer Alex what we're going to decide to fight over this week, this was a real big like, are you kidding me? And I was like, are you kidding me? Yeah, I know, it was. So this is a real good one. I I really can't believe that you... you, I can't believe you think Apocalypse Now is the better picture. How do you not see that? I'll go down the fucking list. Okay, go for it. All right, let's start at the top. Director. You think Coppola is a better director than Kubrick? Do I, who has more hits? I think Kubrick is the. It's not no. about hits. It's not about dollars and cents. Who's always. a better director? I think you could you put them you put them you match them up. Tough, know, that's what I'm saying. It's, it's a tough one, but well, I think as far as like popularity more goes, more crap. Coppola. Who what? More crap. I mean, The Outsiders. He had more crap, but he also like a bunch of Stanley Kubrick ones. was more selective. He's yeah, very he's, much he's so. More, definitely I mean, more selective. He made a movie once a decade. If you're lucky, right? You exactly. Know, maybe. I think. But out of that, you got the full quality, not quantity. Uh, yeah, I but quantity Kubrick isn't. had some crap. Like, Kubrick had – what did he do that was I mean, Barry of? Lyndon, I guess, is a long, super long period. I did love Barry Lyndon. But it's beautiful. Like, you can take away great aspects. I can't say like that for the outsiders. You know what I mean? It's like, okay, that's a fun Outside, cast. Outsiders are pretty, pretty – Diane Lane's hot. <laughs> <laughs> you know? 
Outsiders is a pretty cool movie. Well, you got, it's a fine movie, you also but I mean, did, it's not, if you put it up to the canon of Kubrick, you've got Strange Love, 2001, Full Metal Jacket, Eyes Wide Shut's even great. I even love that one. Well, Eyes Wide Shut wasn't considered. Shining. Oh, the hits. Yeah, but Coppola, I, but you got you, the Godfather. Godfather you got Apocalypse Now. I get the, the three movies. The Godfather three. is a freaking nuclear bomb as far as hits go. You want to talk about like what is it? I top ten of are. AFI's like one hundred top movies. One like so every Shining. Oscar. Shining's up there. Shining's up there. It's but, not a Godfather. But if, but you I'm put, if you put Shining up against Godfather, which we wouldn't sure. do on the show because they don't have a connection, but yeah. like if you put Shining up against Godfather, I think most people would rather watch The Godfather. Actually, I might be I wrong know. about that, but. At my head, I would rather watch The Godfather. Uh, tough one for me. More, but more yeah. quotable? What's more quotable? Godfather. Godfather. I quoted it when I walked in the door. <laughs> What's more quotable? Well, I'll tell you, but you might win quotable for today. Full Metal Jacket. No, versus- Full Metal Jacket's pretty damn quotable. <laughs> yeah. Full Metal Jacket's all... I mean, they're both hardcore Vietnam movies where you both kind of have to be in the right mind to sit through the entire... Apocalypse Now is way too long, dude. It's so long. It's so long. Well, not only is and Apocalypse Now long, to give you to give your point here, but then they came out about ten years ago. They came yeah, out with Redux, Redux and it made it longer. Mean? But it's great. It's no one great. was asking for more. I know, but it's great. It's it's really great. But uh, what you said earlier, I think you can apply the same thing. Apocalypse Now is almost. It's a lot of vignettes. It's almost two movies in itself too. You have the whole buildup, and then you have the whole river, and then you have the whole Colonel Kurtz. It's a lot. I think Apocalypse Now beats it. Uh, I think head-to-head, you can go director-wise. I think story-wise, it beats it. That's one of my favorite stories of all time. Cause I remember they taught us Heart of Darkness when I was in, in yeah, school. Yeah, yeah. I think that's one of the coolest thing, uh, coolest types of stories ever, like going out to get to get a general who's gone crazy. Yeah, it's a up. cool story. Uh, I think it, it gets it that way. I think cast, you can go head-to-head. I, uh, well, I mean, I you got you, Brando and Martin Sheen, which is pretty tough to beat. But, I mean, what about – see – I think Apocalypse Now is more, I don't know, I don't want to say corny, but it's more, Full Metal Jacket is more real. You know what I mean? Like, that gives you, Gunnery Sergeant, played by Arlie Army, I mean, is the most realistic. I would say. I mean, the way he dresses down every recruit, that is a beautiful scene. Full Metal Jacket is a Kubrick movie movie, and Apocalypse Now is, is an epic movie. I think I disagree. I mean, I, I agree that like, it's epic, but I think they're both epic. You know, how probably, like, it's almost like, like I think like whatever Michael Mann is doing. Like I always think Michael Mann is overrated, right? And I think what Michael Mann does in his movies is trying to replicate what Francis Ford Coppola does in his movies. You have these slow, beautifully shot, drawn out movies that you can still make interesting. Think about how long that freaking movie is, and they added to it and everything. And the, well, the, the, the pontoon boat coming up on the fireworks. Uh, like there's so but many, so scenes. much unnecessary scenes though. Like, do we need? I mean, I, I'm now confused with like what is in Redux and what's in the original. Well, don't worry about it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the whole Playboy, like. Well, there's know, an extra Playboy scene in right. Redux, but the um, Playboy, I think that's a cool. That's how awesome is that shot? Yeah, like, right, but don't don't talk also, to me about better shots, dude. Coop, that is the much prettier picture. Is, is Full Metal Jacket the shot? The, the war shot. The, the, the war scenes. The music. The music. Oh, dude, one of the best musical 
uh, inserting music into a scene is at the end. This is the end when he, at the end when he's coming up out of the water. Okay, that's one of the best things ever in film ever. I'll counterpoint that with the same thing. The use of the Mickey Mouse song as they are now marching through Vietnam is one of my favorite things ever. It's dark. It's darkly but, but funny. It's not as iconic. I think it's pretty iconic. No, I mean, Alex. What? He's no. the third. He's an impartial. <laughs> you can't. See, he's. You know the jury's on your side on that one. No, you can't no. Just go in for it's so because it's so fitting. It's so perfect. It's so creepy. It's so so. Whenever I see something shot like that, when you when you're shooting stuff, low light type of stuff, I always think is so because yeah, after a while you know what must go in to shoot it, and then sh- him shooting that the scene where he's going to like to assassinate him, mm-hmm. it's shot in like pitch blackness, but you can make out everything. It's it actually it's artistic. It, it makes sense. Everything oh, works. How you can argue artistic with Kubrick? I mean, the, the beautiful the sniper I think, scene. Honestly, when it, I, think, the, I think I think Full Metal Jacket is one of his least artistic movies. I think that I, I think it's know, very man. realistic. I think oh, the, the definitely. I think it's very, a great like, combination like you said before. It's very real. But I think if you're going for style, I think oh my god, Apocalypse Now is like it's all style. I you know I love the smell of napalm in the morning. That's, I, that has nothing to do with style. I, I mean I mean that whole like the, that the look of that shot when it comes down and they're and they're, they're bombing that whole field like i i don't know the way you, you go shot for shot in these movies apocalypse now just blows it away i disagree i don't think so well name the sh- name the shots i can name about. you like when they're walking through the sniper scene is super when he when he zooms in like she's looking through her scope and it's when cowboy gets assassinated it's a beautiful almost scorsese-ish zoom in you know how he does those fast but it's yeah. a beautiful like scope you can oh it's so i love it's gut-wrenching man but it's not memorable as much as like all right. I know head, it's not, head popping uh, out of the surfing. water. Yeah, uh, I'm not saying it's as memorable as that scene. I mean, that is an iconic the head popping out of the water. And Apocalypse Now has its real parts, like when they. Well, yeah, he had a heart attack. <laughs> Well, yeah. yeah. Well, well, that's, real, a real that's how real apocalypse now is. They made oh, a movie yeah, about dude. how much of a, of a, of a but if you know how much of, it a madman Kubrick was, like he had Arlie Ermey rehearse uh, with Leon Vitale. Oh, by the way, just a side note: there's a great documentary called Film Worker. It's about Stanley Kubrick's assistant, who plays a character in Barry Lyndon, and then he goes, "I was so fascinated with Stanley Kubrick, I gave up acting to just become his assistant for the rest of his life." He was like, "Really?" Casting director. He just did everything Kubrick needed. He just fucking. Follow him around like a puppy, and like the way he worked people to death, we we're like Jesus Christ. So like the realism and getting everything right, he had Arlie Army rehearse outside of the recruits, so their reactions. Would and Arlie Army was, was an actual drill instructor. And there's a really cool story about how he got that part. If you remember in Full Metal Jacket, when uh, Private Joker and Rafter Man are finally coming in country on the helicopter, yeah, uh, helicopter. There's a guy, the gunnery, the guy uh, shooting. On the helicopter, he's just shooting civilians. And yeah, just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. If a they're standing, they're dead VI. If they're running, you know, would have something. Uh, yeah, it's a really creepy scene. That was the guy who was supposed to play Gunnery Sergeant Harmon. I, I think that's the name. I might be wrong on that one. Oh, really? And Arlie Ermey was the consultant on the film. And he just said to him, so he goes, I know I was born for this role. He goes, I know I could do that better. So uh, he videotaped. He had somebody tape him, like, actually you know, going through a, oh, a the... training. Yeah, first like that. And wow. so Kubrick, uh, it got it, it came across Kubrick's eyes and he was like, yeah, we got it. We can't. He was undeniable. And that's... Which is amazing. <laughs> and I think he was in stuff before. Was he in stuff before this? No, no. no this he goes, that opened thing. up everything. He goes, I, I never didn't work after that. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he was he was in like Saving Silverman. Remember that? <laughs> yeah. And well, uh, he wrote like fifty percent of that dialogue because a lot of it was just you know off the top of his head. Of course, because you know? he did the job. Yeah. Right. He had that job. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know who was the original Martin Sheen? Uh, you know who that part was originally? Harrison. No, Harrison Ford's in it. Harrison Ford's in it. Who? Harvey Keitel. Weird. They filmed. I don't know if I knew that. They filmed like ten percent of the movie with Harvey Keitel, and they got rid of him. They had posters with Harvey Keitel <laughs> on the poster. I love for Apocalypse I love. Now. I love. All I those. love when that happens. Like yeah. the Eric Stoltz. Yeah, that's what I was Back thinking. to the Future. Yeah, yeah. And it's funny when they when people talk about it years later, the Eric Stoltz thing. They always talk about. Uh, they go, oh well, it just he just had a different take on comedy, and he's like, no, he just he couldn't be funny. That's what yeah, you guys yeah. Like he didn't no, get Michael the J. comedy. Fox is perfect. Michael J. Fox is perfect. perfect for Back to the Future, but. I love when that, that kind of stuff happens in movies. Yeah. I think it's really cool. Uh, and I just think – and then you want to go – you want to that'll bring you into cast. Like Martin Sheen, like might, besides West Wing, it's probably the best thing that he's done. And then also Martin Sheen – oh, no, that's a Terry Gilliam movie, uh, Badlands. He's, in, he's good in Badlands. But like – I can't think of enough Martin Sheen movies, but I would probably agree with that. I loved him on West Wing. Uh but I would say Apocalypse Now is the best thing he do- he's done. Harrison Ford is in it, has a small role. Yeah. You got the guy from Godfather. The, what's his name? The character actor? He's Mr. Corleone. When, like, he mispr- uh, doesn't, mis- mispronounces his name. What's that guy's name? The senator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah totally. He's like, my offer is this. Nothing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, that guy's in it. Yep, yep. Uh, 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 who else is in Apocalypse Now? Marlon Brando. Like, I think you put... Cast uh, up against very, each other. A uh, very young, uh, what's his name? On the boat, he gets he's Lawrence like, Fishburne. Yeah, Lawrence Fishburne. Yeah, yeah. And that's a that's a crazy scene too, where they think they kill the dog and stuff like that. Like it fires into the boat. Yeah. I I just feel like I watch if I the, the, my first thoughts on both of those movies, Full Metal Jacket. I'm like the beginning. There's times where I'll I'll watch all of Apocalypse Now. If it's on, I, wow. if, I I'll flip test it. <laughs> I don't, I'll go back to it and I'll watch it. Right? I think they Full Metal Jacket. I'll watch to the beginning and then I either I check out or I don't check out. Interesting. This might be. A, I don't. I'm the exact opposite. I f- will always flip past the flip test for Full Metal Jacket. Apocalypse Now comes pretty close too because here's the thing about arguing against a movie you also love. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I do I know, love I know. Apocalypse Now too. I know, so it's kind of hard to do it. But that's I just why think for it's me, a- it's a better. It's Full Metal Jacket's a better movie. I just can't. I don't know. And overall, I think it's a better picture. I I just think I like the characters more. I get. I don't know. I I uh, I enjoy the joke, Private Joker. I enjoy. You know, uh, D'Onofrio's pile and the way he kind of becomes like a, you know, he's really good at kind of being a sniper. Yeah, but it's one of the most memorable things from the movie. It's like the that, thing that yeah, really stands of out. titular line, you know. The it's a pretty, jacket. well, you know, apparently he had. Uh, What's your major malfunction? I mean, it's so good. After that movie, I, I heard D'Onofrio had like his pick of he wanted to do stuff. And oh, yeah. And turned down a bunch of big right. roles. Because he wanted to be like an actor, actor. Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, whatever <laughs> well, happens, happens. Criminal Intent, oof. Criminal Intent, I love. <laughs> I hate it. Criminal <laughs> Ten is like, oh, he's so annoying in it. And I'm like, he's not. He's, isn't he supposed to be like? He's uh, supposed to be like Sherlock Holmes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's in Law and Order: Criminal Ten. If you don't know what we're talking about, and he plays uh, 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 detective. Uh, detective. Yeah, and, and he's weird in it. But you know what? That that show would be boring if he wasn't in it. That show would be real if he wasn't being the weirdo in in Criminal Ten. Yeah, that's what turns me off. He's great, and he's great at playing a creep. Every movie he does that, like he plays a creep. <laughs> People love him, like like uh, the cell. Like uh, he's like known for this. Remember the cell? Yes. That movie sucked, but like they remember <laughs> him in it because he's so. Vince Vaughn and 
uh, what's her name? Uh, uh, I can't uh, think Jennifer of, Lopez. Yeah, Jennifer Lopez. And then, yeah, Vince Vaughn <laughs> doing his drama, which is like, you know, <laughs> let, let last two movies. Inside the mind of a killer. And then uh, he was in Mag- the remake of Magnificent Seven. He played like this fur trapper guy. I, mean, I but, couldn't it, get through the remake. It, it was, I watched it in the theaters. Uh-huh. And I was like, yeah, it was whatever. Uh, but he's a fun part of it. You know, right. Ben is just a great actor, you know. There's a story, I think I might have said this story in the podcast. Apparently, this is years ago. I think it was in the newspaper or like online. He made a big stink in an NBC um, work meeting because they were talking about how they had restrictions on what they could look at on employees could look at on their on their internet. Like they had a block, their internet blockers. Right, right. And he was like, "Well, what if you work for NBC? You're an actor, and you you play a child yeah, pornographer, and you have to do and you have to do research for it." Or hey, oh, you know, you're fair a, question. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And he fr- apparently he like. Made a scene in this meeting, like lost his mind, right. and just walked out of the meeting. Like, yeah, I think he's that kind of guy. Right. I think he's like one of these guys that's just very yeah. like he can be cool and he's probably very volatile. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I follow him on Twitter and he'll like just answer random people's like stupid questions, <laughs> and then he'll like chastise people. Like people will be like, "Hey, uh, Detective uh, Gorin," and then he'll be like, "I told you for the third time, stop calling me." And, like, <laughs> like it just be like he'll just say random shit on yeah. whatever it is. But uh, yes, I think when it comes down to these movies, I think for me personally, when you go. Yeah, because you like if you if you take the the topics we just discussed, like even script wise, mm, Apocalypse Now has a great script. I think there's a I think there's iconic lines from both so, movies. Yeah, both movies. I mean, I but I, I, I think get when the it comes to down, jacket too. What, the, the, whatever your aim is, like so at the end of the day, which is a better movie, Apocalypse Now? Just because I I'm don't like think that meanders so much for me. Uh, no, to I the think, point where like, yeah, you can make the argument that Apoc- I mean, uh, Full Metal Jacket is. Kind of two separate movies, but at least it follows it's what it get uh, accomplishes to get done. You have, and it's not, it's so, it's it's more developmental than anything than two better, than two movies. And I'll give you an example: is when Private Joker first comes into country and they're making fun of him because he doesn't have the thousand yard stare. You know, they're like, "You never been in country, you never seen action before," because you would have it. You know, because he kind of says to uh, Cowboy, he's like, "Yeah, I was, I saw, I've been in the shit before," and yeah. you don't know if he's kind of lying or not. And then at the end, you and then the whole second half of the movie is him in action the whole time, and you see his character Turning develop over. to the point. And that's why when it's it's such a beautiful dark ending when they're marching in literally fire in the ruins of Vietnam, singing the happiest song, you know, the Mickey Mouse. Yeah, the, the yeah, club yeah, song. yeah. But it goes. Uh, he go, he does now. You see it. He just he has the thousand yard stare now. And he goes, I'm not afraid anymore. I've seen death. I'm not afraid of it anymore. Yeah, so but, it's like, it's really more his journey. St- it's not two movies. It's his journey from start to finish. It's it's two separate kind of stories, but it's still one, his movie the whole time. But that's what I mean. Like, all right, that's character development. But that's to me, that's not... Like, I think the story of Apocalypse Now was way, was way more a fun story than... than, than Full Metal Jacket. I th- and I, yeah, and I, I think, also think it's a cooler it's, story because it's think, a mission. It's a mission. It's also dealing with morality. It's dealing with sure. the idea of uh, the, the the you know the 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 the, the military and, and and obeying orders and well yeah I mean, and also like betraying you know a, a fellow military uh, you know yeah, comrade for lack of a better phrase. I think they both have a lot of that. I think that was, I mean, Full Metal Jacket's got a lot of that. It's got a lot of betrayal in it uh, when he takes uh, Pile under his wing, but then. He has the donut in his Foot Locker, and instead of punishing Pyle, punish Arlie Army, he does the he punishes by 
he crowdsources it. Yeah. And so they all give they what's called the blanket party. You know, they put hold him yeah, down with the towel, they, they, they all the fucking put the, the soap. Yeah. And I can't watch that scene. I feel too bad when I watch that scene. Joker doesn't want to do it, and they're and you know, I think Rafterman or one of the other guys is like, Come on, man, do it. And he he relents. He yeah, does it, you know. It, so it's yeah. that's a betrayal, and I think that might And have that's sent, part of him turning over. It always sticks with him. He goes, Did I send, you know, Lawrence uh, uh Pile, private pile over the edge. He's like, did I play a part in that? That's and a good then, point. Yeah. So, and there's a there's a lot of in you know the whole thing with uh, I can't remember Adam Baldwin's character. Maybe not Eight Ball, but uh, one of the Lust Hogs, which I believe is the group's the squad's name. One of the what? The Lust Hog Squad, I believe, is the name of their like infantry infantry division when they uh, finally catch up with Joker and Cowboy when they latch on to that group and they eventually go and they find the sniper. Yeah. And then that's kind of toward the end of the movie. Uh, there's a lot of kind of in, I don't know what you would call it, in-house fighting amongst who should lead, who should make the right call, what they should do, you know? And a lot of like a lot of good old-fashioned racism in it too, you know, with just like the black, uh, the black soldiers and the white soldiers, the whole like uh, – yeah. <laughs> the whole well, hooker scene. The oh, whole, you had the hooker scene. I mean, that's pretty Chimbu iconic Poo. with yeah. the boots were made for walking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's the immediate scene right after their uh, boot camp. Yeah, yeah. When they're they're all hanging out. That's so great, man. They both movies have great have great soundtracks. I forgot Dennis Hopper, Apocalypse Now, great character playing the photographer. Is he playing the photographer? Kind of annoying. What? He's just I don't know how you like. How does that guy? How is that realistic? That whole island. I know, but like. Ah, uh, yeah, I guess so. There's a, the great scene where they get what's his name. That to me is why I love Full Metal Jacket more. It's just a, such a more realistic picture. That it gets cartoonish at the end. Apocalypse Now, where it's just like, you know, he's such a he's a great man. You know, it's like, no, he's not. He's a fucking psychopath, Colonel. Yeah, but that's that's what made it so much more interesting. Cause it was like, I guess. it was it was almost like Vietnam was the setting, but it wasn't a Vietnam movie. Do you know what I mean? Like. It wasn't technically, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, and that's why it was so much more fun because you had like a non, because there's like, I'm you not a saying it's that not more and, fun, but I don't always need to have fun. I sometimes I just I watch a very dark, serious, you know, movie with gravitas. But it had that the scene with it does Martin Sheen in the hotel room, and the night before he gets the the report to, I mean, the the, the 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 mission to go get this guy, and he's like drunk and and punching the mirror and bleeding and just yeah. in his underwear and just no, really raw. I, I, I think Full Metal Jacket is more darkly. Funnier, I, I think that you think so. Yeah, no, I the funnier. Yes, it's dark humor, but it's got humor. Yeah, but I think Apocalypse Now has. I think it, it, it's like the Godfather of war movies. Like, I, if you, I think, I think wow. what happens when it comes down to is like, I, I, I think, I think Apocalypse Now to me pulls me in more than Full Metal Jacket does. Interesting, because I think because because like I said before, I'll reiterate like what. Those kind of guys do. Think about how, you know, I don't make movies, but, like, from watching movies for 40 years, you know, 35, whatever, yeah. 35 years, like, think about how hard it is to make a long movie interesting the entire time. I yeah. know I said this already, but it's true. It's like, there, even though there's, like, you think it meanders, but I'm like, I, I don't I don't see that way. I'm like, it just kind of takes me in. Okay. It's almost like, <laughs> it's like creepily relaxing as I'm watching it. I get it. that. You know what I'm saying? It's, you're watching both it. Both movies are very, I get what you're saying, and both movies have that, uh, unsettling comfortability if that makes sense it's they're both unsettling movies with what they deal with and literally colonel kurtz puts it the best at the end with the horror yeah yeah, like yeah. that vietnam was 
Yeah. And, I mean, it was the horror. Yeah. You it's know, supposed it's like, to be... You can't understand it unless you were there, unless you saw the things that those guys saw. And I think both movies are great. I don't know if we're, we're going to get one... I don't know if we'll get a winner. I don't know if we'll get a winner. But I do know that I think I think the brand I think you just kinda said it. I think having Brando, like that's the most I think Marlon Brando has played how he really was in real life. Because <laughs> apparently he was just a, he was nut. a little chubby in that. And he was definitely he was chubby in it, but he also like I heard he was a bit of a pill on uh, set. He's a pill on every set he had. <laughs> yeah. There's Island of Dr. Moreau. They had a whole thing where he wouldn't come out of his trailer right, right. until Val Kilmer came out, and then he just would wait, and then he just made up scenes and stuff like that. So by that point... No, I never saw Burrow. I, I know of it, but I've never, I never watched I, it. Well, I watched it. It's terrible. <laughs> Somebody said at, there's a certain point in the movie that Val Kilmer just starts doing an impression of Marlon Brando. Oh, that's like hilarious. Val Kilmer just... They all just gave up. They all just made up. Right, like, right, right. And then uh, Marlon Brando, like... Told them like would start making up dialogue and whatever else it was. There's a there's a there's a documentary about that. The guy who directed Island of Dr. Moreau, he went crazy on set and or he was kicked off of the set or wow. something like that. And he snuck back on and pretended he was an extra and he's in one of the scenes of the movie. That's so funny. Isn't that funny? <laughs> but I think you kind of that to me is a big card too as far as the battle of movies. Come on, just having that whole exchange between him, him and Sheen in the uh, think about it this way. It's like right. how much it's been – I guess this, it happens with Full Metal Jacket too, well, but I will how much it's been mocked by this. popular culture? I was just going to say I'll give you that one that Apocalypse Now is – Elaine Bennis. I, you know where I was going. <laughs> <laughs> Here's our Seinfeld Shane reference. Peterman, here's the Seinfeld one. Are when, you a grocery comes to collect a bill? He's like, she's like, no, I work for you at the <laughs> Jay Peterman catalog. Bajama! Bajama! No! <laughs> he's like – You speak Burmese? <laughs> that like, was gibberish. He goes, no, Elaine. That was gibberish. <laughs> <laughs> The best, what does he say? He goes, Chris, can you sign this for me? And he's like, of course. I'll just have to see this hat, though. <laughs> so good. And there's also... Uh, he's in the Burmese jungle, and quite mad from what I hear. <laughs> there's also a great <gasps> Simpsons scene that's yeah, based off of Man, you read, read my mind. Yeah, here. yeah, where they, Homer goes to pick up Maggie at the daycare, uh-huh. and all the kids, she freed the kids from the daycare, yes. and she gives them all pass, their pacifiers back, uh-huh. and they're all, it's just like Full Metal Jacket when he gets the guy, I forget his name in Full Metal Jacket, I, I mean, uh, just like um, Apocalypse Now, when he gets the guy back, he's, in the, he's yes. like with all the cult members, yeah. and he can't find him. And then he There's just, two and one in that one, too. There's a birds reference in there, too. He's stepping all the little, it's just pitch, it's pin drop quiet. And Homer's stepping over yes. all the babies, as Tippi Hedren does with the birds. Yes, 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 yeah, yeah. They're really so banging great. on all cylinders on that episode. <laughs> the and references. Then, even, even and then you actually see Alfred Hitchcock walk by yes. in that scene. Walking a dog. Yeah, yeah. And then there's this, and then even the sound of the pacifiers is supposed to be like the Apocalypse Now sound. Yeah, yeah. When, so, all right, we had to wrap up, but all right. basically, I think what I have is, I think you have, like I said, my closing statement is I think one is a movie, one is an epic. I don't think uh, Kubrick, I don't, it's not the best thing Kubrick done to be honest it might be it's to me it maybe not maybe maybe godfather edges it out but it's as epic as the godfather it's like apocalypse now apocalypse now like i think oh, I, I think it's that. making that and, and it's you're, you're doing something it's it's done on such a grander scale like full metal jacket yeah you it's a it's just kind of straight up Apocalypse Now is like you have – think about how – the movie made about the process of this movie that his wife did called Hearts of Darkness, like where he went mad making the movie. That's how big this movie was. This guy – he almost <laughs> probably died making this movie, Coppola. Yeah. I don't know. I think this one just comes down to a matter of personal opinion. Personal opinion. Uh, 
Which is great, because that's why, uh, obviously, it's all subjective, and we defended our movies. We did. Sometimes you don't always get a winner. Sometimes you don't bring one guy over. It might be a tie on this one, because they're too beloved. I love... Oh, I don't have a good idea. Let's ask Alex what he thinks. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> what? <laughs> then I could... He... All right. I uh, I will tell you this. <laughs> I asked Jacob at SiriusXM, and he went full. He went, oh, full metal jacket. No uh-huh. way. Doesn't Alex? Doesn't this seem like a no brainer to you? That that's you why it say? seems like a no brainer to me. No brainer. No brainer. Oh, you guys no are nuts. Brainer. One's a. Be- it's a, just a. <sighs> well, tell us what you it's think. Not, you know what it is? I think mostly because it's not the best thing that Kubrick's done. Right. I don't. I, think, but, uh, likewise, it's not the best thing Coppola's done. It's not better uh, than Godfather. It's, it's not better than there. Godfather too. It's up there. Yeah, it's up there. So is Full Metal Jacket's up there. Let's throw. Know. We'll throw this one out to the fan. Let's you know, we'll put it up tomorrow and we'll see where people go with it. We'll put it. Yeah, we'll put it up. It's coming up Friday. You guys, let us know. Chime in. Email this is us. First time in a while we haven't had an agreement on one. I here, and the other thing too. I it, I love Apocalypse Now. You know what I mean? Don't. Yeah. But I just for me personally, I like Full Metal Jacket better. It I think edges it's a better it out. movie. Edges it out. I love both. I love the way both movies end. I love the horror. I love that. I love uh, Mickey Mouse song. Email us, defendyourmovie at gmail.com. Let us know what, what pick you have, uh, what you think Hit us won. up on Twitter, too, yeah. What movie you would you would rather watch if they pass the flip test for you. The flip test is when you flip through the channels <laughs> and you see a movie you like. Do you go back to it or you keep you moving stuck? on? You're stuck. Uh, um, that's a close one. The, both movies are so long. It's kind of like I got to do something. <laughs> you know what I mean? I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but yeah, no, they are both really long. So they're, they're like, an, I'll be on my phone a little bit while they're because I know them so well. You know? Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, also, uh, follow on. us on Twitter at Defend Your Movie. Uh, follow me on Twitter at Shawnee Time. Follow Andy on Twitter at Andy Aunt, Fiori. Andy Fiori. And uh, I don't know. Well, maybe we'll do one. We have Thanksgiving next week. So we will we'll get one out. Maybe we'll theme it around something. Yeah, we'll we actually can do like home for the right. holidays or something like that. But, uh, we'll, we'll figure it out. You going uh, home for the holidays? If you have any thanks, if you ha- I am. I'm going nice. to Long Island. You going to Jersey? Going to Jersey. Oh. I got a, a pre. I got a Thanksgiving Eve show in Rutherford, New Jersey, at Paisanos. If it's not sold out, it usually does sell out every year. Please come and say hi. Uh, the comedy shop does a little pop up show. It's so much fun. Perfect. Everybody's partying home for the pre Thanksgiving dinner. Uh, if you're listening, let us know what should we match up for Thanksgiving next week before yeah, we do. Good one. Uh, email us or tweet at us at defend your movie, defend your movie at gmail.com. Uh, thank you so much to Showbiz Studios at showbrewstudios.com. Uh, they have a YouTube page. They also have an iTunes page. Check out all the amazing podcasts on showbrewstudios.com. Thank you so much for listening, and we will see you next week. Bye. <laughs>